one that I found very beautiful in um, Surah A. Surah A was that was Anfal, Spoils of War, and um, it says, "And he has put affection between their hearts." And you, you, not if you had spent all that is on earth could you have produced that affection. But Allah has done it. And Allah is exalted in might and wise, Aziz, Al-Hakim. So I found that so beautiful for our community and for all communities of, you know, of love. And it's among the Christians too, as we know, Jesus said that my uh, followers will be known by the way they love each other. So that's why, you know, we, we feel close also to Hazrat Isa also because he was a prophet um, really whose main sign was love. He did resurrect the dead, but you know, you could resurrect the dead and it would bring about nothing <laughs> good. So um, he healed the blind and that was amazing. So the healing of resurrecting the dead is really the resurrecting into the true life, into the life in God, in Allah, in the life in the heart um, and the life in truth. So this verse is um, really about the mystic communities, the lovers of, of Allah, the lovers of Hazreti, Mustafa and um, that was one that I found particularly beautiful. Um, o Apostle, sufficient unto you is Allah, and unto those and, and unto those who follow you among the believers. So this is the. Um, the kifa, you know, we, we say it in our in our um, in our words, you know, Allah be sufficient to us. You are sufficient. So that's a, a deeper level of faith um, that where we know it's really the the knowledge that everything comes from Allah, everything good comes from Allah, and that uh, all happiness and and comes from Allah. And therefore, as Allah is the source of everything we love, who, the one we're really loving is Allah, the one we're really needing is Allah. And the one who protects us and, and gives us everything we need is Allah. And so this is this level of, of knowing that Allah is sufficient uh, uh, to us. And it's so beautiful. So that it's announced by Allah to his apostle, sufficient unto thee is Allah. And this verse, it would be interesting to look up, but it could have been revealed at a time of a great distress. It sounds as though it was, you know, when maybe the prophet didn't feel that he was having um, any uh, results or any success in his mission and his teaching. And then Allah says, you know, I am sufficient to you. I, I am the one who will take care of you and uh, take care of your, your community.
all those who, who follow you will be uh, taken care for by me. That's another very touching, um, very, very touching ayah that I found. And, you know, and then also another notable one came on verse 74, those who believe and adopt exile and fight for the faith in the cause of Allah, as well as those um, who grant asylum and who give support are in truth the believers. So that's interesting too, in terms of the tariqah, because we know that that struggle is, uh, you know, the inner struggle primarily, um, adopt exile. So what does that mean in terms of our modern life? It means, can mean, it has various shades of meaning. One is that we take exile from the world. We leave the world, really, when we take hand, and we might not realize that right away, but essentially we are um, leaving the world and, and we're taking hand with Allah and we're running to Allah and um, Allah is running to us. That's the, the exile. And then it can manifest also outwardly, you know, as we know, we, we suffer different things that happen that can be the outer signs of that. And fight for the faith in the cause of Allah. So this is both an inner struggle, as we said, that every dervish undertakes, the inner struggle to reach the, their heart and the place of truth and to, to reach Allah in themselves and, and to struggle against, um, you know, dissipating tendencies and, and um, all other energies that we know uh, kind of surround us. So that's also the fight and also to be truthful. You know, we, um, the tongue is a sword. And so if we speak and are truthful, that is a way of fighting for Allah. And it doesn't mean that we have to go out in the street and proclaim anything, but just um, with whomever we meet in whatever circumstances Allah brings us um, to, to be true to ourself, true to the heart, true to, to divine reality. So that's um, also fighting in the cause of Allah. And giving asylum and, and, uh, and support. So um, that's a, these are in truth the, the believers. So the aid could be both the aid, the spiritual aid that, that dervishes give to each other and to others. You know, some have professions of, in that, therapists and, and, and some simply uh, by giving consolation or giving good advice. And then, of course, also financially, or whether it be with sharing food or home or, um, or finances, that's another way. So it's a beautiful how it states it so great. These are, in truth, the believers. So the believers, you know, there are signs. It's very interesting because among the Protestants, it's so curious how it came about that those who were chosen would be successful in the earth, you know, uh, there a distortion crept in that it would be materially successful. And if you were such, then you, that was kind of a sign you were among those chosen. 
but here is quite different. This, this is a correction. The Quran also came as a correction to spiritual uh, eras that had crept in between the time of Hazrat Isa and Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa. Although I think that, of course, Protestants came much later, but it, it, that notion could have existed before, of course, among kings. And if you were powerful on the earth, somehow you were favored by God, you know, and, and that's, as we know, that's not true. Um, so those are the ones, you know, maybe that uh, I would like to uh, comment. Let's see. Um, th there's one more that's very, quite interesting also. It's um, in the next, it's in nine. So that's Tauba 33. And it says, it is he who has sent his apostle with guidance and religion of truth to proclaim it over all religions, even though the pagans may detest it. So that's a very interesting one that we can ponder. Um, and it doesn't mean that Islam or that the, the religion of the prophet erases prior I don't think it means that, even though that's probably been misinterpreted that way, because the Quran itself says that the Christians and the Jews and the Sabians, those who believe and are faithful, will, you know, those traditions will continue to the last day. But it rather means truth itself, that the, the, haq, the haq and the haqiqat, um, that, and then again, you come back to the mystic paths that, because that's what the mystic paths are about. They're about attaining the truth, about uh, unveiling the truth, reaching the truth, becoming the truth. That's what Effendi said, you know, you are path, he said, is to become the truth. So, um, inshallah, the, the, the tariqahs of, of, of Muhammad sallallahu are these um, religions of truth, or at least they're the way to the religion of truth. So the religion of truth is haq, you know, and we spoke about that a few times ago. Would anyone else like to share? This is entitled Holy Warfare. Uh-huh. It's page 93 of the Heart of Quran. Uh, okay. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. My cherished human beings who wish to commit yourselves to the struggle of becoming truly human, mm -hmm. why are you faint-hearted when faced with the need to sacrifice your individual lives in order to turn completely toward the source of life? Mm. Are you really content to remain imprisoned within your own limited concepts and selfish mm -hmm. concerns? Mm -hmm. Are you not longing for the bliss and peace of Allah called paradise, which can only be entered after the death of all ardu anxious turning toward the limited self. Mm. Compared with the limitless joy of spiritual awakening or paradise, the limited enjoyments that individuals cling to are shallow indeed. My dear human beings, if you fail to participate fully in holy warfare against selfishness and negativity, the greater warfare carried on invisibly within your own minds and hearts, you must continue to undergo the divine chastening that is human suffering. 
the ever-present source draws innumerable beings into the sacred struggle of purification and homecoming. So this universal spiritual warfare will continue, whether you abstain or oppose. No power can obstruct Allah Most High, who is the source of power. 938-39. So it's turned it completely to a personal struggle, you know, and that's, I mean, that's very, very, very important. Otherwise, we remain looking at others and judging others. And, you know, that's the limited religion where we say, oh, others are, you know, untrue or others are living badly and we have to struggle against them and ignoring. And, and that's where Hazratisa said, you know, you want to take the speck out of the eye of your companion. <clears throat> said, first take the beam out of your own eye, which is exactly the inner spiritual struggle to become true human beings. That's beautiful. Yeah, Sheikh Noor is, that's why he's, he's such a great guide for, for us and for this time. Uh -huh. But there's tremendous mystical teachings scattered throughout, you know, and, and that's what you find these diamonds, like exactly in passages with fighting and, and so forth, and you will find uh, diamonds such as the ones, you know, that I pointed to just among others. But I mean, right there, though, he took passages which one would normally, you know, maybe just go over cursorily because either because they don't apply to you at this time or, and he's made it relevant, entirely relevant to ourselves. So, um, you know, it's uh, the entire Quran is, is relevant. It's just, um, we have to find that the, the inner meaning of, of what's being addressed. So, yeah. You know, the Quran is really a map of the human being. It's a map of each of us. And so we all have these tendencies in ourselves. It's not just that it's just the bad people on earth. It's really a guide to the human being. And, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Allah is the... It would be nice to find the passage exactly, but let's say Allah is, is the keeper to come to oneself. You know, that's, and maybe it's, it's that, uh, what the prophet said, you know, know yourself and you will know your Lord. Uh, that the two are so fused. Uh, we cannot come to Allah without coming to our heart and we cannot come to our heart without coming to Allah. So, uh, in other words, to turn our entire self to Allah is the way we come to our heart. Um, and, you know, in the sense that Allah is, is the both enveloper of the heart, the guardian of the heart, the inspirer of the heart, and then also dwells within the heart. Between you and your heart is only Allah. It, it, I mean, it's again one of these... Um, phrases that has so much, so many different meanings in it. And, and uh, as I said, the first approachable meaning is that to come to yourself, you have to pass through Allah. 
you know, that if we don't take the path of Allah, we will not come to ourselves. And we, it doesn't, the, the divine reality doesn't have to be called Allah. It will be called, you know, in a different tradition, Allah calls himself by different names, but uh, we can't reach ourselves without turning our entire being toward that one. And also that Allah is ultimately the ultimate keeper of our heart, that is, is the ultimate power over our heart, that our heart is in Allah, the palm of Allah's hands or between the fingers of Allah. So something of that, it evokes that phrase, you know. This is what, you know, I found helpful is as this is reciting or as you're reading on your own, you take a pen and paper and note down the ayats that you particularly like and uh, then you can contemplate them later, or you can even learn to uh, recite them in your prayers. It's always this, you know, and this is the polishing. So that's why also as we read Quran, our heart is polished because we, we get the, the jalal and then all of a sudden comes the honey and the sweetness. And it's, you know, it's like an alchemical effect on us. It has that effect on us because if we just read you know only the beauty and the mercy i mean that is when we're totally purified inshallah you know the state of paradise will be just beauty and bliss and joy um but while we're on earth we we need that that grit and we need the reminder and the fear that's why it says that the path to allah is both love and fear you know that um, and they say that, you know, as long as we take breath, as long as we are alive, we, we have to be um, vigilant also. Yeah. So, but you're right. It becomes like a big love letter. It, it's so interesting. That's why the beauty of reading the Quran consecutively like that and in depth and with continuity, after a while, the whole thing seems like love, even when Allah, you know, seems to like lash out and say, you know, all of these um, things that could sound very frightening. It's just, you know, the lover, again, what we spoke of, uh, I think before the Ramadan, this is all Allah's love, intensity of love for humanity and for the, the heart and, and to turn our hearts and to draw our hearts into nearness, yeah. So it's the whole Quran is just a gigantic love letter, really. Well, there you should assume that they are servants of Allah and completely carrying out the will of Allah. Everything that's done in this universe is by Allah's will and, and, and command. So uh, at least know that. And also that each of those beings has a higher self uh, that is, is with Allah. And the drama is the separation of self. And it's, there are a few passages, very few in Quran which speak of that. And it says they will have lost their own souls. So the high spirits, everybody or everything has a high spirit, a divine ruhani, a ruhi, ruhani spirit. But as it combines with the nafs, according to the destiny, according to the composition of the created self, 
um, it can do acts that draw on, you know, negativity and, and put it in a kind of negative state. So, um, and then after running the course of their life, their soul will be separated. So they, the higher self will just go back to that exalted place that it came from. And the soul is what then undergoes the, you know, the purification in the fire of its own acts, only in the fire of its own actions. And then, inshallah, it will come through. So the, 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 the purified, the in human being, what Sheikh Nur also was referring to, are the mu'minim, the faithful, are the ones who keep the soul together with, with the ruh and, and uh, by, by training it and by, you know, submitting. And then the ruh stays with the, the higher self and actually journey and goes with the higher self to, uh, you know, back to an, an essential, to its higher beginning. But having gained and earned uh, new knowledge from passing through this world. So that's why it says your, the hereafter will be better for you than the beginning. That's true for all of us. The, the, yeah. And they don't have to be judged, but you can see that, you know, wrong actions. And you, so, you know, we don't necessarily judge the person from whom they come, knowing that all actions come from Allah. Allah is the sole doer. Uh, but, you know, you draw the line there. And, and you don't become a dreamer because you attribute everything to Allah. And, you know, we also have to say that ultimately we don't know. We don't know the effect of an act in the world, something that will be bad in terms of ethics or look bad to us, um, might bring about good, you know, because it will stimulate others to action it will wake them up. So that's often the case of a tragedy um, where, you know, people, we're all can be in a kind of suspended state or slightly dormant state and then something happens and then we are impelled to action. So, but, you know, so you don't, I, I would keep that not knowing about the individual not, you know, so not getting into that thing of judging others. No, we don't know, Allah knows, but the actions, these are not actions that are um, beneficial uh, to, you know, or, or, or condoned by the, the way of the, the holy way of life. These are not exhibiting that. So if you see someone who's acting very selfishly or someone who's harming another, it's not that you say, oh, this is just this angel and I can't judge. No, then you, you know, you try your means. Like one of the things we've learned, and it's so sad that this um, cloistering that we've all, that it's increased abuse among abusers and sexual abuse for um, children. So it's, that's horrible, you know. So we're not going to overlook that and say, oh, you know, oh, just poor for people. No, I'm sure the abusers, they are the poor, but they need to be stopped. You know, that's just an example. We have to contemplate the verses 
that you know the verses of of utter mercy and love and that's when we might read rumi rumi is so wonderful for that for turning despair into you know into hope or or um or love so that's where we become our own we are our own guide anyway we are our own shepherd each one of us has to shepherd ourselves and um you know within the shepherding that's done for us uh, by the prophets and and rasulullah and our sheikhs our peers we have to shepherd ourselves and so with that guidance so when we feel that way we should seek to turn yes into the ayats of mercy and as i say it might be in a poem uh, hafez or Mavlana or other mystics um, or just hearing beautiful things like so touching you know touching things it can be even in animal life or or people saving each other or saving animals or animals saving anything that you know really touches our heart is going to get us out of that space of condemnation and judgment and you know feeling the excessive jalal so I find so there's a lot of touching events, so many touching events, and yeah, anything sweet or just even gaze at a flower. If you look at a flower, you cannot think that Allah is just all judgment and, and harshness, not at all, you know. So, dear loves, dear community, alhamdulillah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Ooh. Until tomorrow.